the brand new episode of the epic ramayana in this episode the childhood of lord rama is explained this is called balakanda let's start balakanda balakanda starts with king dasaratha and kosala kingdom on the northern bank of ganga there flourished a great kingdom kosala with ayodhya as its capital manu the famous king of sola dynasty built ayodhya on the banks of sarayu river it resembled amravati the beautiful city of indra the lord of gods the city was full of flower gardens the fragrance of the flowers spread all over the city numerous ponds all over the city were full of lotus flowers and swans the roads were broad and clean on either side of the road there sprang beautiful trees which spread shade all over the people who belonged to the royal family able ministers king's advisers military commanders lived in big palaces others and common people lived in ordinary houses the people who followed dharma of the land were happy and contented they never deviated from truth speaking truth was their education the kosala land was fertile the people were happy with seasonal crops they knew their duties one to respect state laws and second to pay the royal taxes regularly king dasaratha ruled kosala kingdom from the capital city ayodhya ayodhya means that which cannot be conquered dasaratha in real terms did not possess 10 chariots or who drove the chariot in 10 directions in true sense he was sadaka who controlled his mind chariot with 10 horses representing the sensory organs he was righteous king and performed many yagas and yagnas he lavishly donated cows gold land and new clothes to his people irrespective of their caste and creed he led his forces to help devas in their war against asuras his name and fame spread in all three worlds the welfare of people was his first duty dasaratha had everything in palace he married three queens namely kausalya sumitra and kaikeyi to give him happy company there were pandits musicians and dancers to give him happy company in his palace but something troubled him he suddenly remembered the saying of the great saint that he would be blessed with sons after performing ashwamedha yaga he consulted his royal gurus namely says vasishta and vamadeva about yaga on the advice of sumantra he decided to invite rishyashringa to perform yaga rishyashringa's life story Rishyasringa was the grandson of Kashyapa. His father was Vibhandaka. He spent all his time in the forest with his father and his main duty was to serve him. He did not see any other human being except his father. He strictly followed Brahmacharya. During that period, 
King Gramapada was ruling the kingdom of Angada. He was popular as good king who followed the principles of dharma. Angada suddenly faced a dreadful famine. Both king and the people suffered a lot. The king summoned pandits and discussed with them what steps to be taken to save the people from dreadful famine. They told him that everything could be solved by requesting Rishyasringa to conduct yaga. The king on their advice sent some beautiful women to the forest where Rishyasringa lived. It was the first time for him to see women. With great hesitation, he moved with them freely. He soon became one of them. They brought him to Angada. The king honored him with all respects. Suddenly the sky became overcast and there was downpour. The king and the people were immensely happy to receive the sudden rain. After the yagna, the king requested Rishyasringa to marry his daughter Santa. He accepted for the proposal, married Santa and remained in Angada. Later, his father came and blessed the couple on hearing the life history of Rishyasringa. King Dasarada felt happy and asked Sumatra to invite both Rishyasringa and his wife Santa to pay a visit to Ayodhya. Sumatra went to Angada and extended King Dasarada's invitation to all and requested them to attend Aswamedha Yaga. With King's permission, he took Rishyasringa and his wife Shanta along with him to Ayodhya. Rishyasringa performed both Ashwamedha Yaga and Putrakamishti Yaga on the banks of Sarayu. The Yaga was coming to an end and everyone was watching the sacred fire. Suddenly a celestial body rose from the Yajnavedi holding a golden vessel of payasam. King Dasarada and others rose from their seats and offered salutations to the celestial body. He was the messenger of Lord Brahma. He told King Dasarada, O oh King, the gods have responded to your prayers and sent me to hand over the vessel of payasam. Please accept this and distribute the same to your three queens. They will bear your sons, for whom you have been praying the gods for so many years. King Dasarada was so happy to receive the vessel of Payasam, and he took it to his three queens and asked them to share it. The three queens were happy and cheerful. After making salutations in their minds to gods, they took the sacred Payasam. Kausilya took half of Payasam and gave rest to Sumitra. Sumitra took a half of it and handed over the rest to Kaikeyi. Kaikeyi took half of it and handed over the remaining Payasam to Sumitra again. All the three queens were happy and cheerful. After some time in the month of Chaitra, on ninth day, Kausalya gave birth to a boy. Kaikeyi gave birth to a boy. Sumitra gave birth to twins. The four sons of King Dasarada were all the Amsas of Lord Narayana, the Supreme God under the guidance of Royal Guru Vasishta. Jata Karma and Nama Karma were performed for all the four sons of King Dasarada. Kausalya's son was named Rama. Kaikeyi's son was named Bharata. 
Sumitra's sons were named as Lakshmana and Setrugna. The people of Ayodhya were happy and cheerful. They sang and danced in the streets of Ayodhya. They felt it was a great festival for them. The four brothers grew up like moon. From childhood, Lakshmana, who was beautiful and gentle, greatly attached to Rama. Rama was too fond of Lakshmana. In the same way, Setrugna was attached to Bharata. The royal guru, Sage Vasista, taught them Vedas and Sastras. They mastered the arts of fighting in swords, in bow and arrows, in dual light and in other arts. They became proficient in horse riding and in elephant riding and in driving chariots like their father. All the four brothers loved their father. The king and his queens were the happiest people in the world. Sage Valmiki portrayed Rama as a prince who possessed all good qualities. He extended mercy to all and never took offensive. He was considerate and compassionate towards his enemies. He was kind and generous. He respected elders. He never wounded the sentiments of others. He always remembered the help given to him even by a small person or an animal. He never boasted of the help he had given to others. When he faced problems, he maintained composure and stability of mind. He showed reverence to wise men, to old people and to the people who followed old traditions. He never stayed away from the path of dharma. He subordinated the two values, possessions and passions to protect dharma. He always judged himself and conduct by strict standards. Sometimes Rama was so much depressed, fate haunted him. He was banished, he lost his father, his wife Sita was abducted, his dear friend Jatayu lost his life in protecting his wife Sita from the clutches of Ravana. In his anger, he tried to smash the mountains and dry up the rivers and seas. He controlled his anger at the calm appeal of his beloved brother Lakshmana. Such great Rama reached the age of 16. King Dasaratha began thinking of celebrating his marriage. He started consulting the royal gurus and the important courtiers. Suddenly, says Viswamitra walked into the court of King Dasaratha. King Dasaratha welcomed the says, worshipped his feet and offered hospitality. After pleasant talk, says Viswamitra told him, O King, I have come here to request you one thing. I hope you will not disappoint me. For the sake of humanity, I am conducting Yajna in my ashramam. Two Rakshasas, Maricha and Subahu, the followers of ten-head Ravana of Lanka, attacked Agnasala and destroyed it by pouring blood and flesh. I want Rama's help to kill them. Please send him with me. By killing them, he will be known in three worlds. Please send Rama with me. King Dasaratha was shocked. He could not live without Rama for a single day. He began thinking that Rakshasas were very powerful and in the war against them, Rama might be killed and he could not live without Rama. King Dasaratha 
in pathetic voice told sage viswamitra o revered saint rama is so young how can he fight with powerful rakshasas i will come and help you with my powerful army i will kill them and make the yagna successful please excuse me i cannot send rama how can i send young rama with you to fight against mighty rakshasas once again i request you to excuse me sage viswamitra became furious and his eyes became red and said oh king you have promised me in the beginning now you are going back on your word ikshvakus never violated the promise once they made you are violating the traditions of the sacred and famous family the royal guru sage vasista who was keeping silent all the while came forward to tell something to king dasarada oh king you know the power of viswamitra he can easily destroy the rakshasas by his tapas shakti he wants rama to get the name and fame in all the three worlds by accompanying the sage rama will be in a position to know more about the art of fighting and the use of weapons please send rama with him the king dasrada accepted his advice the king told sage viswamitra that rama would be accompanied by his brother lakshmana king dasrada told rama rama follow sage viswamitra and carry out his instructions without any hesitation do whatever he asked you to do everyone in the royal court was happy about it rama and lakshmana followed the great rishi vishwamitra rama and lakshmana as disciplined students followed the great master vishwamitra one behind the other they reached the banks of saryu sej vishwamitra asked rama to take water in his palms he taught him the two mantras bala and atibala once rama knew the mantras neither hunger nor fatigue nor thirst would trouble him in his life after the initiation of this mantra rama looked more powerful bala and atibala were the sacred mantras of lord brahma they were fit for initiation to a noble person like rama the night approached rama and lakshmana prepared the bed of grass for their guru they both slept on the ground for the first time in their life they felt happy and comfortable they woke up in the next morning and took bath in the river ganga they performed sandhya and then offered argya to the sun god all the three entered kamashrama rama saw many rishis in deep meditation he asked his guru to enlighten him of the greatness of ashrama o rama lord mahadeva's wife sati attended yagna performed by her father daksha prajapati he insulted her and her husband mahadeva he did not offer havis to mahadeva by doing so he insulted her and her husband before all other gods and rishis she could not bear the insult she entered yagna fire and gave up her life in the next birth she was born as parvati the illustrious daughter of himavan mahadeva after having lost his wife went to himalayas for meditation 
Without disturbing Mahadeva's meditation, Parvati served him as honored guest. Indra, the Lord of Gods, wanted to unite Mahadeva and Parvati once again. He sought the help of Kama to unite them when Parvati was standing before Mahadeva with folded hands. Kama shot his arrow of flowers which struck the heart of Mahadeva. He saw Kama standing before him. He got angry and opened his third eye of fire which burnt Kama into ashes. Kama lost his appearance. Now he is called Ananga. So this ashramam is called Kamashram. The rishis knew who Rama was. They honored him and extended hospitality. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. To continue to know the epic Ramayana, please subscribe to this channel and keep listening. Thank you.